Hello and welcome to the Mullet Over podcast with Dr. Richard Mull. Where's the excitement? much energy yeah i thought that was some energy well i'm a little distracted because i'm trying to make sure that the line yeah i gotcha yeah we were like just talking who brings it in and and uh yeah so mullet over yeah someone i I was in a pastor's group with paul our guest this morning from all pro pastors and uh and i said hey you're gonna be on a famous podcast later today aren't you and i i guess everybody already knew about it because one of them goes yeah you need to mull it over before you get there so yeah yeah so we are excited to have paul pickern with us today and uh, i already got to hang out with you this morning in one of the champions tables so we're gonna hear about all pro pastors and champion tables and stuff like that but you're like like running in some amazing circles you get back from being with governor DeSantis, and the day before you're with hercules um so tell us a little bit what's going on like some of the current stuff with all pro pastors and then well i think you just covered it (laughs) well i don't know any details so you know we're you know we're we're just uh honored all pro pastors international we added international a few years ago to the name legally uh because of our international outreach which I got to be a part of. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. You were, we were the first team we went to, Kenya. Yeah, that was amazing. A few years ago. Well, decade or so ago. Yeah. And, uh, and now we actually started earlier this year a, a biblical school we do online. And we have about 40 pastor students in Kenya. Wow. That wow. are on that, involved in that. And uh, uh, it, it, you know, it's just a it's school of love. And, and that's just, you know, one of the things. And, and and of course we just had our biggest event a couple of days ago of our biggest event in the United States of the year we have a Central Florida Leadership Prayer Breakfast every year and uh, yeah we had Hercules as one of our guest speakers Kevin, Kevin Sorbo, Sorbo. Yeah. and and it was just an amazing day uh, we had the uh, Matt Staver with Liberty Council and and Matt is a amazing attorney with Liberty Council of course he was a dean at uh, Liberty, you know, school, college, university. university. Oh, wow. he w- he's still a part of Liberty. Uh, he's writing m- many books. But really, for you and me and everyone watching, Christians, he goes to the Supreme Court regularly mm-hmm. to fight for our protections, to fight for the church, to fight for pastors, to to just do so much. Won and some an awesome big guy. landmark cases, too. Like... He he won some big landmark. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, he yeah. beat he beat uh, Gavin Newsom in California. Yeah, and, that's uh, you know for Jack stuff. Hibbs and Shayon and you know Rob McCoy and all those guys. In fact, he was speaking uh, uh, for us uh, when they announced all of that. We had an, another event where he was speaking, and wow. so it's just you, know, you you we just never know who God's going to bring together with what's going on, you know, with the ministry. So. Uh, this morning I introduced you to the, to the idea of the fog, <laughs> the favor of God, and oh. you've been walking in it <laughs> well, in amazing ways. Well, you know what I've learned is this. When you walk in the rest of mm. God mm. is mm. actually when you walk in the power of yeah. God. Mm. And, and we truly understand that it's not about us. Yeah. And it's not, we, we don't, qualify. In fact, sometimes I get a little bit criticized, but the fact is I'm a nobody. 
Yeah. You know, and and sometimes people go, you shouldn't say that. Well, you know, actually, God tells me sometimes, you know, you really are nobody. I'm what makes you, you know, and it's not oh, it's not about me. It's not about you. Yeah. It's always about him. Yeah. And well, you have so much favor. I mean, we're going to hear more about all pro pastors and the doors and some of the connections. But I would say that that you carry it in a humbler way Absolutely. than anybody that I know, and I, and I I would guarantee that because of that you've probably been accused of being arrogant and prideful and and other things like that. I but, but I think I've I, you know I've I've known you for years. I've always been very impressed with how humble you are, and I think that that's like something that definitely is like makes it easy for pastors to open up with you and feel safe with you and invite you into their churches and into and to join trust. that. Well, well, I appreciate that. We, uh, uh, thankfully, if somebody's saying stuff, I've never had anybody say anything to me. Yeah. In, in yeah. those areas. Yeah. Because I, I, I know early on, uh, uh, Brother Richard, I, uh, Andrew, uh, when God, I had the call to do this, I, you know, I'm like, God, I don't qualify. Mm. I mean, Look at my history. Look at my life. It says, if anybody doesn't qualify, that's me. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, you know what? You're right. You don't. You and Moses. And that's why I want you to do it. That's <laughs> why you, um, is it you. And the thing is this. I won't forget. I don't qualify. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Here's the other thing, though, that was interesting. And he said, I want you to never try to be i don't want you to be concerned about this ministry is not about you getting on the platform mm-hmm. yeah it's about you getting the right people on the platform mm-hmm. and so we have tried to if you notice uh you were at our breakfast the other day two hour event and we had 3 4 minutes and we didn't talk about the ministry yeah you know, we don't, it's not about us. Yeah. It's about getting people to know on oh, no, all these fantastic ministries and people that are out there that can help them and encourage them. Yeah. And, and, and for pastors to know that we love and care about them. And we realize that being a good shepherd, being a shepherd is so hard that the average person does not understand mm. that the responsibility yeah. Of a pastor that's really a shepherd. It's yeah. twenty four hours a day. Yeah. It's seven days a week. <clears throat> they can call you at one o'clock in the morning, and you have to be the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it's a it's a honestly it's a thankless responsibility, and it's a special one because think about this, Richard. God has appointed shepherds to take care of His sheep. Yeah. They're not my sheep. They're his sheep. Yeah. And I'm just his servant yeah. to serve them. So what how did you get started with all pro pastors? What was the impetus behind you having a heart for pastors? That's an SAT word right there. My father was a pastor. Yeah. Fifty six years. So you're a PK? I'm a PK. Bless you. It was um, I've been told it's seven generations in our family. Wow. And, uh, uh, but I asked dad because I was a, 
a staff pastor, you know, at the time. And uh, he was living with me and my brother's son because my mother had passed away. And uh, and I said, Dad, what was the toughest thing to you about being a pastor all these years? Without a hesitation, Richard, he said, I never had a close, trusted friend mm. wow. that I could really talk to. Mm. And that sparked me because I happened to be in an accountability group at the time. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And through that, the Holy Spirit said, what you're in, pastors need. And mm -hmm. that's how it really started. Awesome. And so tell me, what, what, what does All Pro Pastors do? Well, past, what we do in essence is we try to facilitate and encourage pastors to join together in what we now call a champion's table. Uh, it's more than an accountability group because it becomes what we call the prayer fortress. Uh, it is a place where pastors go as individuals. They go not as a pastor, if you can imagine that, but they go as a man. They go as a person. They go to uh, meet with three other brothers. And in some instances, it's sisters that are meeting because we have pastors all over the world. In many places, there are many more female pastors because, honestly, there are no men. In some of these villages mm. and places, as you know, you've been in many countries where there's no man has stepped up. But it's for the man called pastor to be able to go and talk about his family, talk about his struggles, talk about the issues of life that attack this body and spirit in addition to the struggles we have as being a shepherd. But only another shepherd can fully understand that. But just going to a, a pastor conference, a pastor meeting, and just a bunch of pastor stuff, you don't build on his trust. Mm -hmm. My dad had done all those things for 56 years and quickly nobody I could trust. So what we've seen is when four pastors do what Jesus did, he had Peter, James, mm -hmm. and John. Mm -hmm. He had a special relationship with them when he had something special to do or had an issue. Come with me, Peter, James, and John. We all need Peter, James, and John's mm -hmm. that we can count on when things are tough. And the thing about Jesus, he spent hours and hours and hours with his disciples, but more with Peter, James, and John. So this champion table, uh, we meet once a week for an hour or two, depending on where you are in your situation. Mm -hmm. And we do more than fellowship. We talk about how was our week, how was our family, how was our children, our grandchildren. And if there are things that we're struggling with as a shepherd, we can share it with three other guys mm -hmm. that may have even gone through it, but they can go through it with me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to be like Moses, where we have Aaron, her, and Joshua. We need somebody to hold our arms up while somebody else fights a battle. That's the champion table. We understand that if you keep the man strong and get that man right, being a shepherd and being a pastor 
gets a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And and so it's all about us becoming more like Christ, more like the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. That's really, you know, that's what the champion table is about. And there are many other things the ministry is a part of and doing. But ultimately, we are, to, we are trying to support pastors in their life, in their mm-hmm. ministry, and encourage them as the man God created them to be so they can be the shepherd God called them to be. Yeah. I have many times heard you kind of share the vision and, and, and speak both about it at churches and at, and at larger pastors gatherings. And I've seen you weep and, and you're really passionate and, and, and what it is is you care about pastors. And I think they feel that and know that what, from growing up as a pastor's kid, had an impact on that. Well, I can tell you this, is that my dad, he was a great pastor, but he wanted a good daddy. Mm. When I say he wasn't, a, he wasn't a bad daddy, he wasn't a daddy at all. Mm. Because in my growing up years, my young years, mm. until I was an adult, if I can say he became a good father. But as a daddy... It, mom had to do it all. Wow. He was so involved. He was a great pastor. To as much as you can be yeah. without being a great parent, a great father, a great daddy. Because I believe that when you are a, a, a great husband, a great father, you actually can teach yeah. how to be yeah. not just the theory of the, the word of God. Yeah. But you actually can talk from experience. My dad mm. could never talk about what he did with us. Never. Wow. And uh, and he apologized later mm. because he realized what he had missed. And so, did that, is that what he experienced? He was a pastor's kid. Your dad was a pastor's kid, also, right? Was it was that like a seven generations type? type well, deal? you know, his dad died when he was sixteen. He was the oldest. Okay. And so I can't say because he actually ended up having to step into a father role wow. when he was 16 to, wow. to, you know, four other younger uh, siblings. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, I remember my dad, he when he went to school, he went to uh, Bible school and then went to seminary and uh, he was a Greek scholar. He clapped all his seminary Greek school. But when he was in college, he was also, I mean, in seminary, he was pastoring two churches. Wow. And so he had every other week a different church he was actually speaking at in Georgia. And, uh, and, And so, you know, understanding how critically important it is to be a good father, a good husband, to live the example. And so I can say you're right. Andrew, he didn't have a role model mm. to, you know, to follow in that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, hey, I wanted to see, like, do you remember when we connected? Mm-hmm. What's your remembrance of when you and I connected? It's been a while. It's been a while. You'll have to remind me because my filing cabinet's so full, finding <laughs> it to pull it out is taking I, a little I'm, longer. I'm wondering... Like I think I had gone to some some well, pro pastors things, but but Kenya is where I feel like 
We connected. We connected and well, got to know each other. Well, you know, back then we were doing two and three pastor luncheons a month. Yeah. yeah. And I came and, to some of the pastors. So we met, you know, lots of different people. And, yeah. and honestly, you know, when we did that Kenya trip, it was uh, literally, I don't know, you remember uh, Willie Bolden, Pastor yeah, Willie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were having a conference over at, at Nolan's church, uh, the champions, and, uh, and Holy Spirit pointed out to, Willie Bolden was sitting on the front row. I didn't really know anything about him. And the yeah. Holy Spirit said, ask him to go. And and so I knew you before then, but uh-huh. I, it was somehow in all of that. So the group of, of you and, and Nolan. And, I think Nolan may know, have been the one that asked and, me. I don't and, remember. And I remember. But, I remember yeah. at that conference, I've got pictures of it, with you praying up front with people. You know, and uh, pastors and laying hands picture. on on yeah. some some pastors yeah. and uh, and and so you know it's just the Holy Spirit doing doing that the yeah. whole thing yeah. because at that point, uh, Brother Richard, that trip cost more money than as a ministry we had raised in the previous years of existence. Wow! Wow! And uh, because I'm. I will say this: If we ever do another trip, everybody, everybody's going to have to raise their own money. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. remember, we've, we've covered all the expenses, all everything, and yeah. uh, uh, and and I and I praise God. That was a miracle because I learned about rest from that. It was the beginning of rest because I had been trying and trying and trying to raise money, and I was getting nowhere, mm-hmm. nowhere, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, I was at a champion table one morning, my, cha- oh, my champion table <laughs> one morning, and and I go, God, I'm, I'm not going to try raising money anymore. I've just failed at it. So if we're not supposed to do this, mm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, I literally left that. We were meeting at Bob Evans. I don't know, 579 and I-4 in Florida. And uh, I was getting off the ramp, coming back towards home in Plant City. I get a call from one of the local ministries, I won't say that you know, good friends, and they had kind of shut the ministry down. Wasn't a church, shut the ministry down. And they said, uh, 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 Brother Paul, this is so-and-so. I was just instructed to clean out our checking account and and give all of the money to you for your trip to Kenya. Wow. And that was like $5,000. This is no joke. No joke. Uh, we're on our way. I'm still by myself. I'm on my way. Get that call. I'm still on my way to Plan City. And I will say this. Attorney John Stimberger. Yeah called and this was many years ago and this is what he said he said brother paul i've got to tell you i've I've got the holy spirit told me to send you such and such amount of money and he says and i just want you to know that we don't have this all in our in one account so i'm going to have to send it to two checks from two different accounts in order to send this money to you for that trip Mm. and uh wow on my way wow. home, still, I get another call 
from another organization and they go, uh, just want to let you know we're sending you $1,500 for this trip to Kenya. Had you been promoting the trip? Yes and no. I mean, that's wild. I mean, it's yes I feel like no. I kind of jumped in kind of almost last minute. In fact, sometimes when I tell the story about that trip, it almost sounds like the beginning of a joke because <laughs> it's like, it's like ahead of a pastoral organization, uh, a, um, African American, um, Pentecostal pastor and assemblies of God pastor invite the Baptist guy because he's the healing and deliverance guy. I'm like, that is like, <laughs> that doesn't add up, you know, but it was, it was funny. That's, I kind of felt like that's what the expectation was, which is interesting. Cause when I was there, I was like, you're doing pastors conferences and I'm thinking I'm going to be teaching on healing and deliverance and stuff like that. And uh, I, I actually, before I share any part of that story, cause, cause it, it, this was a huge story in my life. I, and I, and I didn't want to give a, any lead. I want to see what you remember, which is kind of, because it's, it was a pretty transformational moment for me, but there was a, a message that I did about the Father's love. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, the Father's. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Tell me what you remember. Oh, about yeah, that. yeah. Well, I remember when you said Father's love is it the unconditional, powerful love that is. I don't know how to say it. It's not just unconditional. It has, it's all powerful. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe it's an all powerful love that is generally not fully understood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you remember anything about that morning and that message? Because most of the time I don't remember. So, yeah. Well, stuff that I hear. This far along? No, I just no. remember when you said the Father's <laughs> Love, the title. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, it was weird because I'm there. The specifics of it. And I was, and I was praying. I was like, Lord. What do you want me to speak on? I said, tell them I love them. I'm like, okay, this is a pastor's conference. Did you say that that morning? I don't know if I did that morning or you not. You know, it seems like you did. I say probably that. did. I think you said to tell them, oh, yes. Yeah, well, that's the that was the whole gist of it. And I was like, but Lord, this is a pastor's conference. Yep. I'm supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. And the Lord's like, tell them I love them. I'm like, I'll do that. And then what do you want me to preach on? He goes, <laughs> he goes, they don't know the father's love. They've never seen it. They've never, and I'm like, I don't know these people. They seem nice. And I, they introduced us to their families and I'm like having this argument with God. And and he goes, don't talk yeah. to their heads, talk to their hearts. And I was like, my palms are starting to sweat because this is the <laughs> next day. And I'm like, I don't have a file drawer with messages to the heart. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I kind of comprehend it, but I'm like, what am I going to draw from? And, and the Lord spoke to me, said two times to me, you're a good father. And I'm like, he could argue with you on that. But, you know, it was like, <laughs> at least at least God was on uh, in my corner. And, and uh, so I'm like, like, uh, I am, um, what does this have to do with anything? You're not helping me here. <laughs> and he started reminding me about Nathaniel being in the hospital and me singing over him every night. Amen. And he goes, sing yes. the song that you sang over him every night and talk about how you would have traded places with him and and, wow. and stuff like that. So yes. I'm like, I've never preached a message like this. I had some scriptures on the Father's love, and I sang it. And we had that interpreter who was incredible, that lady that was from like this mega church in Kenya who traveled with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she interpreted the whole song line by line. I would sing a line. She'd interpret it like she couldn't interpret the rest of the day. I don't know if you remember that. Like, And, and I kept going, are you okay? And she was like, I can't talk to you. And she'd turn away from me. And then we were at dinner that night, 
And we're walking to the restroom and she finally looked at me and she goes, it was the first time I felt God's love. And she's just lost it and walks into the women's room. And I was like, like, and then I got in, invited back to do a women's conference the next year. Um, the one lady behind us, mm-hmm. Pastor Andrew's wife, yep. was laid out on the floor like the whole rest of the day and like weeping. And the next day they said, would you come and do a women's conference? Wow. So it, that was that, I, like, it's one of those moments I'll never forget. And I, and uh, so I was like, but I was like, I'm, at, at times I've wondered, did anybody else experience what I experienced that morning? Cause, man, I was scared to death to do that because I was like, I've never preached a message like this. And God showed up. So, yeah. well, when, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> you'll find this interesting. Because, you know, Richard, I my background is seven generations of Southern Baptists, mm-hmm. pastors. I was fortunate, though, in high school to be a part of a multi-denomination. Uh, uh, I was a senior mm-hmm. uh, uh, ministry yeah. of different denominations. And we went from all different denominations to minister to, but we laid hands on people for them to be healed and as a high school student we saw people getting healed yeah and uh and i would go home and tell my my southern baptist awesome preacher dad about this and my mom you know oh that's good that's good that's nice you know i figure they i wasn't out partying and doing stuff i was doing this even though they had no experience any anything on it and uh and so that was the beginning of my understanding the different parts of the body of Christ that mm. in that group uh there were Baptist assemblies of God yeah Methodists yeah. Presbyterians Church of God I mean it was young people they didn't care what title you had of church it was all about the Bible says this, let's do it. Teenagers are different that way. When we launched the 40-day revolution, the kids that were the most excited about anointing oil were the Methodist kids. They're like, what is this? And when they heard it, they're like, that's awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's that childlike faith. Yep. And so I learned that, and then I learned that I may have the title of Baptists, but I have the title of the son of God, a child of God. I'm a part of the kingdom. And so today with our ministry, uh, uh, we are, we literally are all denominations. We are not a denomination. We are a kingdom denomination. I am seldom today in a Baptist church. Hmm. We, we are in many, many different churches and I'm, you know, we visit, all kinds. We see the Holy Spirit move everywhere in different ways, mm-hmm. and uh, we've learned to uh, to appreciate how God will will He will go with you to the measure of your faith. Mm-hmm. Understanding that many many people love Him with all of their heart, but they haven't understood and they're not walking in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's because that's what they've been taught. You know, if, if you, I like to say this, if you look at schools and you have a kindergarten through doctorate degree, if you're a part of an organization 
that only teaches you to the fourth grade. You can have a fourth grade doctorate degree. Yep. But that's all you know. You're yeah. really good yeah. at that. And so you believe it, you do it. But the Lord showed me, told me, they love me. Yep. It's not about you. They love me. Yep. And that's all they need is to know I love them. They trust Jesus. And and if they're sharing my love and that's all, praise God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Well, I love uh, the Church of Ephesus because when the when the apostles show up, they're like, "Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit?" And they're like, "What, what is, is that? It? Never heard of that before." And, well, what kind of baptism did you receive? And it was the baptism of John. So it was like they hadn't even heard about the baptism of Jesus Christ, and Amen. and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So it, you know, it was like like, but they were open that that progressive right. journey, you know, and then later on. They get a revelation. Wow, we got to get rid of our witchcraft. You know, I mean, they've been following oh, yeah. God. They've they've got baptism in the Holy Spirit, but they've got the witchcraft. So they get rid of all that, and then extraordinary miracles begin to happen. You know, and it's like, man, we've always got to be learning. Growing. Amen. That's right. That's right. So we don't fault. We love all the denominations. We love all the people where they are. We love pastors wherever they are. You know, our prayer is that they learn to truly be a shepherd, to understand, you know, they, they, they are, if they are a pastor, they are to be a shepherd and to fully understand that they, they need to walk in the power of God. Never walk in fear at all. Uh, don't allow your sheep to walk in fear is that we carry the banner, the sword of God with us and that when we go anywhere it is oh no here comes a, a mighty man of God should be the cry of of yeah. the, the mm -hmm. devils and the evil spirit they should go whoop get out of the way here he comes or here she comes and that to me is where I pray that every pastor can get to Amen. to start start sharing Amen. is that we aren't to fear no matter what happens we are not to fear mm. wherever we go we are to carry the fear of God Amen. because it is fear of God that is the beginning of wisdom that's that it is the mm. foundation of the the real a relationship with him that he wants to have in us so that when we walk anywhere, we carry that fear of who we are. Mm. And mm. that is what I see so lacking. Mm. And, and I pray for our pastors mm. and I pray at these tables, these champion tables, they truly will become champions for Christ Amen. and, and walk in that power and, and walk where, where when they pray, they're not praying and hoping something happens. They have to have the wisdom of God to know what and how to pray because they know when they pray, they pray with an authority. Yeah. And and truly understanding that is is my prayer. I got seven years of theological training, then I went on to get a PhD and, and never had a class on walking in authority. Yeah. And and that's what Jesus gave to his twelve teenage boys. And never had one class on hearing God's voice, never had a class on operating in miracles, casting out an evil spirit, Amen. praying for the sick or seeing the sick healed, never had any training on that. So it's like, like it's hard to fault anybody else because I was sincere. I, I wanted everything and I learned 
why God doesn't do today what he did 2000 years ago, which I don't believe anymore. But uh, you know, it's like when you're learning that when you're and and you're educated and you're more educated than other people, you've been to more classes, taken more tests, read more books. And, and now you got the answers why God doesn't work. It is for me. I remember when the Lord began to call me to be a disciple and to learn that stuff. It Amen. was like, you're going to have to unlearn a lot. Oh yeah. In that journey. And, yeah. and and I felt like I was starting over at ground zero. And I had a great resume. I had been on staff at big church. Oh, I yeah. had the degrees. And yep. it was like, you pretend you're back at kindergarten because I've got to re-educate you. And, man, that's not easy to do. It's not like walk away from everything that 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 is of what you know Christianity and churchdom to be. To follow him, Amen. but man, that's what he said the kingdom of God is like. You'll sell Amen. everything for that pearl of great price, the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. So you you um even as a teenager, the Lord was teaching you some of the stuff and your family didn't celebrate it? <laughs> no, no. It was it was pretty cool. We had one guy whose lung grew back. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He had had a lung removed for cancer and uh uh, and when he went back, his lung had grown back. Yeah, we had a lady there, young lady there that had some serious. Uh, 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 what do you, what is it? The uh, uh, reproductive stuff. And I didn't even know they did this, but they put in plastic or rubber or something inside of her to, uh, I guess, to tubes and things. Uh, this this was a, a part of people don't get is so they. Uh, they went in and, and did some check, and it become flesh. Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, and so That's you know, incredible. just yeah. a, m- multiple testimonies that we got. Yeah, and and so you know, it's undeniable what God is doing. Praise yeah. God! Yeah, and so we, uh, 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 I learned at a, a young age, but before that, Richard, I had been, I was fourteen years old. This is kind of the the beginning of my miracle believing mm-hmm. life. It's, this is a may sound simple, but it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Is that I played basketball in high school, and uh, uh, and and we had a uh, we lived up in Perry, Florida. Uh, wow, uh, Perry just got devastated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yep, and we. Uh, my sister still lives there, wow. but we we used to always have to wear a tie, white shirt to go, and 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 all this stuff. But we had a banquet coming up. We were in the year deal, and uh, and the coach said, "I want everybody to wear black pants, white shirt, such and such tie, and all this for the banquet." I didn't have a pair of black pants. My mother ran out, bought a pair of black pants somewhere, brought them home. One hundred percent wool. Oh wow! <laughs> and nobody knew because I never wore wool that I was allergic <clears throat> oh, to wool. No, and so I put those. I mean, we're 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 literally getting dressed oh, to go goodness. to this banquet. I put the pants on. My legs catch on fire. I'm like. 
what am I going to do? And, and you know, back then, you <laughs> didn't go against the rules. You know, you didn't go. Uh, you had to, you, you just felt like you could not, I couldn't substitute a blue oh pair. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, and so I'm like, <sighs> I closed the bedroom. Well, the door was already closed. I knelt down by my bed and tears, I mean, it was that bad, were wow. streaming down my face. And I said, God, <laughs> your word says that you do miracles. Wow. And that if I pray it in Jesus' name, that you'll do it. I said, no, I don't have a whole lot of faith, Lord. You know, I've never done this before, but I really would appreciate it. <laughs> if you would if you would heal me of my this with these pants because the fact is i gotta wear them <laughs> and i'd rather them not be hurting me like they are and burning my legs up but if if you don't i want you to know i'm gonna love you no matter what but it sure would be nice <laughs> if they were, were oh, good i stood up and instantly the pain went away. Mm, praise God. And that let me know something that I had never heard. I'd never been preached on. Miracles had never been preached on by mm. my man who my my father who loved Jesus. Yeah. And he was a he was a really good gospel preaching, but there are parts he'll tell you back then. He'll tell you back then that he, he didn't it wasn't he didn't believe it. But he didn't believe. He it. believed what he had been taught. He believed what he had been taught. And, what and, he, and his experience and, and everything that he had grown up around, yeah. Then he got a hold of Smith Wigglesworth a few years later. Oh, wow. Because we ended up owning, later in life, I owned a, a part ownership of a Christian bookstore. Wow. And it was the biggest selling books were on faith and power Kenneth wow. Hagen back then, yeah. senior, and Smith Wigglesworth, and all those guys, and Dad came in and picked up. They weren't big; they were just little ones, and uh, and that's all for another day. But God wow. revealed Himself. Dad was always a strong Southern Baptist pastor, but he learned the power of God in laying on of hands, anointing with oil, and following all of the, what the Word of God says do. Wow. That's and awesome. that's all we ever have to do is just do what the instruction book says. Did he get to apply that in church? In oh, ministry? yeah. God told him not to leave. Don't leave your wow. church. Just take me there. Wow. And he did. It's interesting because I, I know how to operate in, in that world. And, and there's a lot of times that you can operate in the gifts and nobody realizes that that's what's happening. You, you, yeah. It doesn't have to... She under the hundo. We don't have to oh, yeah, yeah. loud, and there's a time and a place that that that, that I'm cool with that. But but there's ways to prophesy, and people don't realize you're prophesying. Still small voice, words of knowledge, and people don't know you're operating in that, and it's impacting them profoundly. You know, yeah. and uh, and and praying for the sick, and they can be healed, and it just stays under the radar. And uh, but yeah. I, I don't think. Jesus wants it to stay under the radar. He was one that upset the apple cart. Yeah, I see. You know, we have a couple of of uh, things in the Word of God. I think I think your uh, John the Baptist would have been more of the Pentecostal style pastor preaching, and you must repent. You must. You must. You yeah. must. You know, and and 
and do all of this. And I won't say Pentecost, but you know, the evangelistic, you know, revivalist, you know, this, and then you have Jesus. I believe he spoke loud enough for people to hear, but he spoke with authority of the God that he was and is today. He didn't have to holler. He didn't have to scream. He hadn't do do anything. He said, this this is the word. This Mm -hmm. is the truth. Mm -hmm. This is it. And and I kind of lean more towards that myself. Uh, is to you know, and when it comes to preaching, actually, what happened with you at Champions that morning, where you said, "I haven't done this before, God. I haven't preached this. I haven't done this. I'm not at Champions, but in yeah, in no, Africa, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's like <sighs> that is what I love. Yeah, when I have an opportunity to go speak, <clears throat> I prepare me." to hear what God's message is. I don't work on preparing a message, even though I may have notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm working. I'm saying, God, prepare me. Yeah. Because I will say at least half the time, when I stand before a congregation or group, the Holy Spirit says, hear my voice. This is what they need to hear. Yep. Just repeat after me. And uh, haven't you said stuff? Speaking, and you're like, where'd that come from in your head? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is, you know, that, and, and and sometimes you go, and I've done this. That had to be the worst I've ever done. And it was never about me. Yeah. It was the message. And yeah. then people, you know, you would find out, oh, no, no. Yeah. God even got past me. Yeah. Because the message will not return void. Yeah. Yeah. So you have any more questions? Man, this is great. I I uh love I I'm I'm very curious about you're like, that's not for this time, that's for next time. <laughs> uh I don't remember what that was about exactly, but I was like we'll just turn off the live stream and start another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, w- there's so many aspects of what's been happening with the with the ministry we have the pastor prayer center that we yeah. you know we 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 set out with a uh, I'll say it, we set goals targets you know and we wanted to be praying for at least 50,000 pastors in the United States uh, um but our our prayer is to actually be praying with them not just for them mm-hmm. but in the but in the the journey the last 3 years three and a half years we now actually have a, a, a data base, if I can call it that, where we are reaching out with prayer to over fifty thousand pastors in the United States, and uh, and how many uh, around the world, and and, uh, and more than that. Wow. Let's just say yeah. I'm generally not a norm publicly numbers, with yeah. numbers. I don't like to talk yeah. about that, yeah. and uh, but you know. What what I have been amazed at is we write prayers that are personal. I never wanted to write a prayer. I told God I'm not going to write a prayer. I don't believe in writing prayers. I mean, I mean I, it's crazy. I argue with God and say I don't believe. In he said, "Have you looked at my word? Have you seen how many prayers are written <clears throat> in my word?" Okay, God, and uh, and and so we 
started writing prayers, God said, it's no different than a man or woman standing and preaching before thousands. They're preaching to thousands, but it's to every one of them one at a time. It's an individual message to each one. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a hard to grasp. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm talking about. You've had people come and say, you were talking to me. How did you know that? The same with what we're doing here. We're So we're, 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 Brother Richard, I'll tell you, it's been amazing. Pastors sending notes to us saying we didn't know that anybody cared and was praying for us. Mm. Pastors of churches. Yeah. Does that not tell you the great need? Yeah. And so that is another aspect. Our prayer is someday to have a have a prayer uh, uh, bank, if I can say, team that is actually able to call mm. and be calling pastors all the time praying how can i pray for you and they know that it's coming from us that it's confidential and sincere and real and so we're just here to say we love you we're here for you and pray for you so that that's one aspect of it and then we have different things like pastors defending families because the, the church today and pastors are struggling with with what to do and and we have some fun things as well and and i'll be talking to you more about this as well we uh, you remember the movie that came out first year with Kevin Sorbo, mm -hmm. uh, Left Behind, Rise of mm -hmm. the Antichrist? Mm -hmm. uh, well, they called us and said, "Can you? do you have a team that could possibly help us with writing the resource material to go with this movie? Wow. And so I called a few of my pastor friends and said, would you like to be a part of a team to write resource materials for sermon materials and discussion guides and you know things that would be resources that churches could use for this movie? And, uh, you know, and we had, to, yeah, I'd love to. And so our resource material is what's in their website today. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. and, and so now we get, you never know when we got a movie coming out. We need some help with it. And, uh, so we, yeah, it's, but Amazing we believe doors. in these movies, they impact yeah. so many people. And we promote I had no those. idea how many movies that he was in and had produced. Over and, 80. Kevin's yeah. been in over 80. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's God's how we met. Dead movies. The In fact, this movie that he that he has coming out uh, in, in uh, a, a few weeks now. Miracle uh, in East, East Texas. Texas. Yep. yep. Looks pretty uh, interesting. About four years ago, I think it's four years ago, five years ago, four or five years ago, he and his wife and his story testimony they had to move to florida get out of california i mean they had been blackballed there and and a miracle happened where fire came around his house as you see fires in california they burned the houses all around him but his house was spared by god's grace god. and and they were able to sell it and move and they moved to wesley chapel wow and they were there for a year looking in florida to find a place to move to well they had just finished miracle in east texas it's not unusual for a movie to be released years after it's completed mm -hmm. just like the sound of freedom mm -hmm. it's done five years ago yeah and so he contacted me i don't know how he got my phone number but he called it's kevin sorbo you know it's one of those sure you are but yeah. i knew hercules's voice and, uh, <laughs> and he said you know we were we were told we need to call you to and, and see if you might could help us, you know, with this movie. And uh, 
And so we started a journey with them. And you may remember, you may not, uh, we actually had uh, two pastor date nights where we did a movie screening of his movie with him and his wife's Sam. And we had it at the Mission Hills Baptist Church in Temple Terrace and then went New Life Assembly in North Lakeland, two different nights where we had dinner for them. You know, they came and you know, nice dinner and all this and watched the movie and Sam and, you know, and so they were presenting and looking for help, you yeah, know, yeah. with with the movie. And uh, and that's how he and I got acquainted, played golf and uh, uh, and just, you know, and, and Sam, I mean, she's just amazing. You know, seems like uh, it. Yeah, she she actually, as I told him, I said, "Well, well, you and you you know, your wife likes me a lot more. You do. I mean, she's <laughs> she's just she's a sweetheart. They got yeah. a great family, and yeah. uh, but you never know. Yeah. Linda and I, we have just been, uh, uh we're like uh, we don't know where the next call's coming from. Yeah. You know, I was with Nolan. You want me to take time to tell you about this? We yes. were, we were with Nolan and uh, Nolan Edwards, pastor at Champions Church, one day, sitting there talking. We used to have an office over there. We're sitting there talking, and I get a call from a brother, and he said, "This is so and so," and we were wondering if uh, you would like to go to the White House and could you help get a few pastors because we want a few pastors to come to meet with Vice President Pence and and the faith directors that are part of the the cabinet support uh, for President Trump. And uh, no kidding, I looked over, I'm on the phone, I go, hey, Nolan, you want to go to the White House sure. for a meeting with Vice President Pence? And at that time, and maybe President Trump, because they didn't know if he'd be there. I go, he's like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I'm serious. And he said, when? I told him. He said, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, that, that's a whole nother story. But we went and, and there was about uh, maybe 100, 120 of us up there. Uh, John Freed, who we, you know, I mean, yeah. a lot of our pastors, we were able to, to take to the White House and had a great time meeting the faith organization that they had established up there to work with pastors. I mean, it's amazing mm. the first time ever that there was support for pastors and churches to go directly. If you if you had a a uh, uh, any what's one of the departments for housing and urban development? Mm -hmm. If you had a issue, you called the faith director and you bypassed all the red tape. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we we had developed a relationship with them. They then they uh, about a month later. I get a call from uh, Todd Lamphere, who is the chief of staff up there of the Paula White arm of what was going on there. But Todd, uh, a former Southern Baptist pastor. Uh, working with Paula White. Yep, God, working with Paula White. God works in mysterious ways. Yes. He's an amazing man of God. Yeah. And so so he calls and said, Paul, we'd like for you to uh, uh, go to the Mexican border. And look at what's going on. You remember all the stuff yep. that was going on? So we need you to go and, and, and see so you can get a word out to some of the pastors of what you actually see. I said, yeah, I'd like to do that. And uh, I knew we didn't have money in the budget to do that at all. But God gave me enough wisdom to call a board member. And uh, I called a board member and I go, hey, Brother Earl, 
how would you like how would you like to go to the border <laughs> and praise god he said yes yes and don't you worry about the cost so we went to the border didn't you guys charter a plane or something well that was the second time oh, oh okay wow yeah we went the first time to go look and then then about two months later he called and said todd called and said i'd like you to can you bring a whole, uh, 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 all all pro pastors, international pastors? Could your pastor? Could you bring a good group? And we'd like you to go to McAllen, Texas, which is the biggest area of people coming in. Mm-hmm. And I go, let me see what we can do. And I went back to Earl, and and Earl's one said, now I didn't know he was in airplanes. He's yeah. in airplanes. He says I've got a friend that owns a charter jet service. He said, I think we ought to charter a jet. <laughs> and uh, and God worked it out where we chartered a jet. Uh, everybody paid their own way. Uh, but it worked out beautifully because we were able to fly in. You don't have any red tape. I mean, yeah. you go get on that charter jet. 28 of us yeah. went and got on it. We flew to McAllen right there. They pick you up on a bus, nice big, luxury, nice bus modern yeah. buses. Picked us up, boom, went, spent the night, did all the stuff we needed to do. Got in the plane that afternoon, flew back on Saturday afternoon. Everybody was in church on Sunday. It was, I mean, just amazing. That's amazing. You know how God does. And, and so, how do and, I get uh, back on your speed dial? well you know it was funny you Uh, know uh uh, the day of the uh our prayer breakfast uh that afternoon i get a call from the governor's office and and the lady that was uh in trump's faith uh staff up there is amanda robbins and she's an awesome woman of god well she is now uh working with ron DeSantis. okay and we have stayed in communication with her and we've done a number of different things uh with them because the faith organization that was established up there when trump went out of office they stayed together and there's a huge network called the national faith advisory board that stay has stayed together and it's probably the largest network of of christian leaders in america today Mm -hmm. and uh but amanda called and and said, Paul, uh, Governor DeSantis is going to be in town tomorrow. And can you help us get a handful of pastors? We want to meet at such and such boardroom and just pray with him and pray for him and, and, and hear what his heart is for the nation. Hmm. And, and brother Richard, what you just said, you asked, I, uh, I said, how many you want? And he said, well, just, Get a few because we're reaching out in different different ways. There's only going to be you know fifteen twenty, and so it's all good. It's okay. it, it thought I said Siri or something. That's what yeah. happened. Yep. So because uh, it's on, do not disturb. But we, uh, uh, I said okay. So I called one. You know, asked when you do it tomorrow, and I called another one. You know, and she said, now you got to let me know because they have to vet them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I and so I actually gave her the names to vet before I yeah and and so I gave her another name and and she says cut it off yeah we're we're, we're done <clears throat> and then uh, uh, at the last minute she says 
Okay. <laughs> Got one more. And uh, so that was, in in fact, it's it's just amazing how God yeah. works. So we had yeah. a we had a wonderful time with Governor DeSantis awesome. yesterday, uh, hearing his vision, hearing his heart. I think many people heard, you know, his heart because it was it was you know this is what we've done in Florida, mm-hmm. and if we get a chance, we're going to do this in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I just really want you guys to pray, mm-hmm. and we want God to work. You know, and mm. and my wife was blessed, and I and I I was had a opportunity to ask him a question, and and uh, and I said, you know, my wife really really was had a great time going to your house, meeting with your wife, and hearing about the Hope Project, the Hope Program, for uh, you know, for Florida, and he just got a only time he got a real big smile on his face. Well, oh, good, good, thank you. And then I asked him a question about. You know, what is the greatest need you see, you know, the concern for the churches in Florida and, you know, the pastors? And uh, and so he, he answered a number of questions of different types. So, but Brother Richard, you just never know. I mean, we never know who's going to be calling or about yeah. what, Yeah. you know. We help. We help with the movie The Blind that's out right now. Awesome movie, uh, the Phil Robertson story. It is a, one of the wow. most amazing uh, uh, gospel message movies. Wow, you can see. I mean, if you if you know somebody needs to hear the gospel of Jesus, Phil Robertson actually gets baptized in the wow. movie. It demonstrates wow. how bad his life was wow. and how God could change him. Well, and yeah. uh, but we helped him with that, and so he sent us a. He sent a video cool. thanking us and promoting the movie at the same time. Yeah, so cool. like I say, yeah. you just never know. Yeah. You just never, we yeah. just praise God we're able to support yeah. and serve. And that's really all so we're I here want for. your autograph. So so you, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's, it's not about us. It's just, it's always about serving others. It's never about what you can get. It's what you can give. Speaking of serving others, most people watching are probably thinking, how can they bless their pastor? Like you talked about how it's a thankless job and all this stuff. What would you say to like a congregation? If you got to talk to, you know, a congregation of people who have pastors and who, who do care about their pastors, how would you tell them that they can bless their pastors and care for them? I would say the number one thing is is to, to personally say thank you. Mm-hmm. For being my pastor, mm. I'm I'm praying for you. And how can I pray for you, Pastor? Mm. I would say every time the phone rings of a pastor, literally they expect what do they want now mm-hmm. in their head? What do they want now? And it doesn't matter if it's a congregant or someone else. Pastors have a flock that everybody wants to get to. Mm. I know. Same with me. I see. I see. A, I know that not a. of the phone calls is how can we help? Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That's what we do. You don't even resent it, but no, not at all. It's in, I remember one time I was ministering to someone and, uh, and, and we were kind of done and, and he goes, how can I pray for you? And I was like, yeah, exactly. I can't remember Anybody asked that, right. that, and I was like, "So I, yeah. I, I, yes. I tell him something. I don't even remember what I told him, but I, but, but he goes, I, I, I here, I, I think I might have shared something because I'd had an invitation to go to Africa on a on a trip, and I said, I'm really praying through this because 
um, the the doors opened up, and uh, but I'm like the time and the finances. And he goes, he goes, would five thousand dollars cover you and your son going? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes, he goes, the checks in the mail, and I'm like, I'm not even asking. I'm like, yeah. it was just something that was, and I was like, okay, God. You've answered. We're going to Africa, and uh, and and uh, but it was it was like just that. Even the question, how can I pray for you? Yeah. And Amen. I was like, it just doesn't happen. And, and I've heard that exact what he just said, Andrew. I've heard that mm-hmm. from many pastors that when somebody says, "Pastor, how can I pray for you?" Mm-hmm. They're speechless. Yeah, they're like nobody appreciate and pray. That's yes, what you yeah. can do. Amen. Yeah. He's exactly right. Yeah, and give him a gift card. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and if you want, make it personal. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do something financial, uh, make it personal, and say, "Listen, I, here, this is how pastors think." And let me say this: the majority of churches are small. Yeah, and so when someone gives money to a pastor, even if it's in an envelope with their name on it. A good majority of them are going to say, the church needs this for this. And they're going to put it into the church. They're not going to keep that for themselves. Maybe if their wife finds out about it, they will. But but honestly, as personal, let them know you appreciate them. They're there. And let me say this. There are people that have vast wealth that are part of a church. And sometimes a pastor can be intimidated yeah. by people that have vast wealth. Those that have vast wealth need to let that pastor know, Pastor, I just want you to know you are my pastor, and I respect you, and I honor you, and I need you to be my pastor, mm-hmm. and I'm your sheep. You're my shepherd. I just want you to know that. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love it. Want to um, just share with our listeners a little bit, and I'm going to ask you to close about our uh, Light Force University online discipleship training school. I have the privilege of uh, I'll be speaking at a couple conferences. Uh, one in uh, Atlanta. I'll be speaking and ministering in North Carolina, and then in South Carolina starting next Friday. Um, but um, there's a church that um, the pastor came to one of my things I was speaking at. And I heard he graduated from the same school as me. And I was well, like, and I knew that night that what I was talking on, I had never spoken on before. I was like, oh man, this guy's going to leave here 10 minutes into my, my, what I'm sharing. And at the end, he came up to me, he goes, man, people need to hear what you're saying. And I want to buy every one of your books. And and so we built this relationship. He, want, he goes, I want to take our whole congregation through deliverance. And so we're going to use this online discipleship school. I, I didn't have to promote it at all. We didn't, well, the flyers are brand new. And um, we gave them out. The first time was, was at um, the prayer breakfast the other morning. And um, cause we were, wanted to be a sponsor, believe in what you're doing and, 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 and use thank that you, thank you. as a, as a chance. But like, we're, we're going to be developing everything that Lord's been teaching me for 30 years is going to be in this school, but we started with a healing school. It's 10 courses um, that are, it's not about the head. It's not about what you learn here. Like the first one, I want to walk you through forgiving everybody that has hurt you. So it is, it's not information. It's, it's, it's application from beginning to end, you know, 
dealing with unhealthy soul ties, breaking those, getting free from those, you know, getting free of the junk. And because that's the beginning really of being a disciple. Amen. It's hard to Amen. walk in the power and authority when you've got just demonic garbage that's operating right. in your life. And there's a lot of people in church. I, we've cast demons oh, out uh, of pastors. Um, yeah. and, 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 uh, and, and people are like shocked when you would, you know, talk about that, but, but, and it doesn't mean they weren't born again. Right. They are spirit filled dynamic leaders, but have opened doorways to the enemy. And, and it's time for the church to get real and go, how do I get free? Our people need freedom. Our, our leaders need freedom. And that's just the first step in that process. We're going to be teaching people how to walk in authority and the power of God, how to hear God's voice. I was talking in our group this morning. I was like, just the, the word that the Lord had spoken to me from David, where he's inquires of the Lord every day. It seems like, do I go to battle today? Yes. You know, go this way. Do I yes. go to battle today? No. Yeah. Instead, sneak around behind them and wait till you hear the sound of marching. And you, you like, were like, read that again. And and I had never even seen it that way before. It was like, what was he here? Because it was marching in the in the tops of the mulberry yes. trees. And 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 you were like, and and I had never thought of it. And you were like, what was he here? And up in the tops of the mulberry mulberry trees, and it was the angels. You know, people need to hear God's voice. Amen. I said that's. If I was going to have a superpower, and, and honestly, almost every amazing story like that one in Kenya, like I, I have to give all the credit to God because I argue with him. When he starts telling me something, like sneak around behind him, are you sure? But they've got the hill advantage if we do that or whatever it would be, you know, because sometimes when the Lord speaks to you, it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make sense. And I, and, and I listen and I obey, but I also, I'm questioning myself. And I'm thinking, man, this just doesn't seem right. And then you do it. And you're like, you look brilliant. When you listen and obey yeah. him, you look smart. And, and I want to teach people, how do you hear God's voice? Because I spent most of my Christian life not having a clue how to hear God's voice. I got to tell you something. You mentioned Kenya. Yeah. And uh, I've never shared this, but w when we were in Kenya, you know, I'd seen some miracles, experienced some miracles. But this slain in the spirit stuff, you know, I'd been around it, seen it, saw it, but I'd never been a part of it personally mm -hmm. and, and wasn't even trying to, to yeah. do. And so, but everybody there was pastors. Yeah. They all were pastors. And so you remember we were all going around praying for them. I was going around praying like everybody else was. And I had my hand on this one guy, you know, I'm praying for him and all of a sudden he falls all the way through the chairs and knocks them all down. I mean, it was, he was out and I'm like, Oh no, I killed this guy, you know, but, uh, but I'm like, okay, God, I believe you. Yep. I believe you. Yep. And, and I just want to say is that don't, don't, uh, uh, be afraid to let God teach you something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I love you, brother, and love you and what you're doing. I just, you know, you know, we talked about it, and I know we're on the air, and I want to do this. We look for how to partner with ministries who are making a difference, and and we do, you know, we know by God's grace there are lots more people visiting us on our website because mm -hmm. that's our main yeah. point of contact worldwide, and so how to incorporate things like your school 
in, into doing some of this stuff. We're still learning because mm-hmm. we don't have the support staff that a lot of people do to help mm-hmm. do do yeah. the mechanics of it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't have the heart to do it. There are some great schools out here that we'd love to, to say, okay, here. And it's a connection point. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like we're doing it, but it's a connection mm-hmm. point. I will say this, and you heard it the other day, and you probably have the same thing, is that if somebody goes to our website, if if it is embedded in our website, it's translatable to 115 languages automatically mm-hmm. because we have we have that built into our website that you can literally click on 115 languages. And if it's in the website, it changes the whole website to that language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're blessed that our web guy years ago knew how to do that. And he did it. I've never heard anybody else have it, but, uh, and it was free. Yeah. So just to, but, but we want to, uh, brother Richard do, do more, and and more and and you know be connected and mm-hmm. provide this. This is for pastors, by the way. It's you know yeah. I know he reaches a lot more than just pastors. But remember, our ministry is to the person called pastor. Yeah, it's to the individual. It's that's to the so man profound. called pastor. Yeah, yeah, because that's not your identity. Yeah. Our gifts and our calling are Correct. not our identity, and we can get exactly. so lost and yeah. wrapped up and Lord. forget. You know, who we really are, which is sons of God. I love the apostles because a lot of times they would sign the letters that they wrote, servant of God, you know, and they would, they wouldn't acknowledge that they were apostles. Paul's like, I I just did the list. Oh, this blew me away yesterday morning, day before yesterday, because I'm studying fasting. And fasting was one of the characteristics in both of the times when he describes, hey, I'm an apostle in fasting often. But the list, I'm like going, nobody would sign up to be an apostle if that's the list. Because the, I've been beaten more than all of you. Yeah. I, I, was, I was actually uh, 39 stripes five times. Five times, yeah. Holy cow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not signing up. I, no, I am not an apostle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when I looked at that, it was like it's over 50 unique characteristics. And some of that I'm Ooh. like – some of them I, I put like – because it was like da 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 da, and I put it as one. I was like, you could actually divide that out. So, but it was over fifty, even with a couple of them listed kind of together. Um, prayer and fasting may have been together. What I don't remember, but it was like, like wow, like yeah. like this is radical. I think one of the things you're talking about too is that that mm. when you are of a certain role, uh, calling appointment by God of a, you don't have to tell people. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, I, uh, I, we've been called a lot of stuff. I mean, all of the above somewhere, somebody in the world has called us by that. And we're just, thank you. Yeah. You know, we don't need, and you don't even have to say thank you. You yeah. just, you just, just honor that because to them, that's it in India. We were given doctorate degree, mm-hmm. and and over in India, it's Doctor Paul. Okay, <laughs> you know. Now, uh, all I am is Paul, servant of God. My my dad got one of those titles when we were in Ghana, and they were trying to honor him, and and this is honor in their culture. Yes, he's the oldest man 
anywhere. <laughs> uh, yes. Because oldness is wisdom. honor and wisdom. Yeah. And, and it was just like, would you guys please stop introducing me that way? Because he had the white hair. And, yeah. Oh At least gosh. he's got hair. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Why don't you pray pray for the pastors and this is the body of Christ, man. I, I We don't need to give you a title the lord knows what that is but i do believe that there's yeah, an incredible just, anointing and we, and favor and vision and wisdom so just pray us out if you would praise god did you show him the flyer you had though i i i held it up but yeah we'll yeah. we'll put the link That's, to here on on there and um uh, god's open up doors i have not really only on the podcast the only place really hardly that i've talked about it the flyers just went out but I've got a number of different churches going, I want to talk about taking all of our people through this. And I was like, all these years, I'm like, I, we tra- we've we tried to stay hidden because the number of people wanting healing and freedom and needing it yeah. is so much greater than we have the time or the personnel to do that, that now it's like I could see a whole church getting ministry. Amen. Um, my Amen. wife and I are going through marriage counseling with the Gottmans. Okay. Amen. The Gottmans is like the uh, elite. And I tell people I can get with them whenever I want. And I can, I can stop it whenever I want because they've put it all online. And so we, we put it in our schedule when it works for us. And I honestly, I feel like we're sitting down with them in in our room and they're Amen. sharing the rich stuff that they have on marriage and, and we're gleaning and it's impacting our marriage. And I'm like, and, and it, cause we were already creating this before I signed up for that. And I'm going, this is what I'm, I'm creating that kind of experience for others that they can get the best that we have to offer. Now there, there is a difference when you're present and you have the Holy spirit stuff happens Amen. that you yes. can't, you can't put that on a video, but, but it's, it, it is anointed. It's powerful. It's the word of God. It's the Amen. principles of the kingdom. So, yeah. One thing I've learned is, and, and it, at least this is for me, is that every marriage needs to do something at least every seven years. Mm. Marriage conference, marriage weekend. But remember, you know, something every seven years. No matter how good, how matter how great you are, no matter what, we needed two. We're doing two things. We got reengaged over at the Crossing Church, and we're doing Gottman Connect. Amen. And, uh, Amen. I'm like, this needs to be a priority, and I believe God's opening up new doors and going to get me busier again. That I'm not even trying to, um, yeah. because I've I've taken care of my wife and I've taken care of a special needs son and cut my schedule way back, and 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 I'm like, on the marriage has to be strong amen you know to be in in, and 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 i and i the ability to prioritize it hasn't all because sometimes i'm like i can't i can't afford a conference a marriage conference or the travel and the hotel and everything attached to that or 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 the time whatever that is divorce is more expensive yeah yeah it is say that again divorce is more expensive (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely and so now it's like there's some amazing resources that are financially sound and 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 I can make them fit a busy schedule and and you know it's just hard with a special needs child yeah. to make room in your life and you know every church needs to do this for the yeah. church yeah every church needs to regularly have a marriage conference and almost require yeah every every couple and every 
potential couple to come to it. You know, that's one thing you don't see into modern church today is a, you know, there's no, you have to come do this. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, everything is, oh, okay, come if you want to, don't come. You yeah. know, it's not important. Yeah. Religious. I, I honestly believe we're going to have a marriage component in our school um, because the need is that great. So, we're, right. you know, we're going through it now and we're learning new stuff. And one of the interesting, Gottman's is a secular thing. Some of the principles that they are teaching as the most foundational, it's the same verbiage that I have used that I believe came by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going, because they're applying science and I've been going after the word of God. And there are some of the things that I'm going, I don't remember hearing anybody say this. A lot of times though, I'll just be real. There's stuff that I'm teaching that I know I got from the Holy Spirit. And then I'm like, oh, man, I got this from Arthur Burke years ago, and I forgot that it came from him. That's just being – not intentionally, yeah. but there's times that you're like – and I've seen that with other people where they're like, the Holy Spirit showed me this. And I'm like, I've been around you for 10 years. I've preached on it, and you've never heard it before? And uh, and it really is. It's when the Holy Spirit is when it becomes yours, you know? Amen. Amen. So, well, we've got a uh, Tony Ponsetti. You know Tony Ponsetti? Name, Tony yeah. is our ambassador to Central and South America. Mm -hmm. And and we have ambassadors. Oh, That's yeah, a whole yeah, other yeah. I know. But Tony uh, does, Here's he goes to Honduras and Nicaragua and different places, and he does marriage conferences, but he does it as we are teaching pastors and their wives how to conduct marriage conferences for, for their, their church people. but in reality it's for them yeah and, sneaky and, <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's amazing believe it or not Jehovah sneaky. he yeah. asks for whoever is helping organize it in honduras and different places try to bring couples that are struggling mm-hmm and it has been amazed mm. what God has been God. doing that. And Praise we can God. do that here. But we want to partner with you. I, I just really uh, thank you, yeah, brother, thank you. for uh, everything that you do. I mean, you raised up some awesome kids and uh, men and of God here yes. and, and, and daughter. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just uh, thankful. Uh, for you and our relationship, and I know that that uh, it's just going to get stronger and stronger as Amen. time goes on. Amen. And uh, and I do I pray, you know, pastors that uh, if you're hearing this, we talked earlier about champion tables. If you're not in anything like a champion table, it's life changing. Mm. Uh, it can it can really uh, uh, save your marriage, save your ministry. But it's not just for that. Is to to be a, a relaxing vacation for an hour or two every week, that is uh, uh, just critical to our own well being as individuals. And uh, so, I want to encourage you to consider that it doesn't have to be under uh, under our ministry at all. I, in fact, I don't consider any of them are. It's 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 your it's your doing, and if, it's for you. If you came to the one that I came to this morning. You're also going to put on some pounds, I think, if you want ah, to. Well, that, well a lot of people do meet at restaurants and different things. I, I used to say go meet at a restaurant, but, you know, the, we used to meet at a restaurant and we decided to go meet at a fellowship hall or one of the rooms in, in a church because people learned that we were pastors in the restaurant. And so they started coming over mm -hmm. with prayer requests or just to talk or this. 
the worst would be they'd have a theological question Uh-oh. that they that happened at church and they want our Uh-oh. opinion on it. And uh, so, you know, God showed us, okay, you need privacy. You need to get away. And what we found is that that is where we ultimately became real mm-hmm. because we may have trusted yeah. one another, but so who's listening? Yeah. And so now we can talk about if, you know, if our marriage you know, needs prayer or we're struggling. I mean, we can talk about that if, if we've got a, a lust issue. I mean, we've had pastors say, my secretary is tempting me, you know, and that's just on that side. Our finances are bad. You know, we need prayer. You know, uh, uh, I mean, there's just so many areas, physical changes in our body, you know, that we don't want to talk about. Uh, I mean, and, and you cannot trust the people, the sheep. You cannot trust them. You can love them, mm-hmm. but you think you can trust them. But I, I, I warn: there's a level of trust, but the level of trust with a fellow shepherd is exponentially greater mm-hmm. when that happens. So, please, please consider getting and starting a champion table. Amen. So, well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. It's an honor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes. yes. We'll see you again. Okay. Yes. We'll mull it over again. Yeah. <laughs>